From Happy Cat Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time once again for the Rick's Rambles Podcast. It's the week of January 22nd, 2024. Let's hop right on over to our fun facts for the week. Fun facts. Well, this week's fun facts are all about a gentleman that has had an incredible career. I'm a huge fan and a true renaissance man. He does it all. Writer, comedian, musician, actor. We're talking about Steve Martin today in our fun facts. Number one, well, he got his taste of being on stage and being in front of people pretty early. He was a cheerleader at his high school in Garden Grove, California. His first job, well, he grew up just a couple of miles from Disneyland, and that was his first job working at Disneyland. He started out selling guidebooks, keeping two cents for every book that he sold. Then he went to work at the Magic Shop on Main Street, where he got his first taste of the gags that would later make his career. If you've seen the movie The Three Amigos, I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. You remember the rope tricks? Well, he learned those while working at the Magic Shop in Disneyland. His first big break came as a writer on the Smothers Brothers show, and he owes that to an ex-girlfriend. Thanks to a girlfriend who got a job dancing on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, Martin landed a gig writing for the show. He had absolutely zero experience as a writer at the time. He shared an office with Bob Einstein, that's Albert Brooks' brother, who is better known to some as Super Dave Osborne. Who remembers him? I loved that show. Well, I knew this fun fact, but I had kind of forgotten it. Steve Martin was a contestant on The Dating Game while he was writing for the Smothers Brothers. But before he was famous in his own right, Martin was on an episode of The Dating Game. Spoiler alert, he wins. Well, a lot of people thought that Steve Martin was a series regular on Saturday Night Live. He hosted and did guest spots on Saturday Night Live so often in the 1970s and 80s that many people thought he was a series regular, but he wasn't. Though, at the moment, he holds the second highest record for the number of gigs hosting the show. Alec Baldwin has more. Well, his first review came from his father. Steve Martin's father wrote a review of his first Saturday Night Live appearance. After his first appearance on Saturday Night Live, Martin's father, the president of the Newport Beach Association of Realtors, wrote a review of his son's performance in their company newsletter. Here's what it said. His performance did nothing to further his career. I think Saturday Night Live is the most horrible thing on television. Well, you guys are familiar with air quotes, right? I'm making them, but since this is a podcast, you can't see me making them. Steve Martin is credited with popularizing the air quote. If you find yourself making air quotes with your fingers more than you'd really like, you have Steve Martin to thank. He popularized this during his guest spots on Saturday Night Live and during his own stand-up performances. Well, speaking of stand-up, I didn't really realize this. He's been retired from stand-up comedy for nearly 40 years. Actually, for over 40 years. He gave up stand-up comedy in 1981. I still had a few obligations left, but I knew that I could not continue, he told NPR in an interview in 2009. I guess I could have continued if I had nothing to go to, but I have to have something to go to, which was movies. And you know, my act had become so known that in order to go back, I would have to create an entirely new show, and I just wasn't up to it especially when the opportunity for movies and writing movies came along. He's a major art collector. As an avid art collector, Martin owns works by Pablo Picasso, Lichtenstein, David Hockney, and Edward Hopper. He sold a Hopper for $26.9 million in 
in 2006. This is interesting. Unfortunately, being rich and famous doesn't mean Martin is immune to scams. In 2004, he spent $850,000 on a piece by German-Dutch modernist painter Heinrich Kappendonck. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. When Martin tried to sell the piece, he found out it was a forgery. Well, this is one of the things I admire about him. He's an accomplished banjo player and bluegrass performer. Many people already know this, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that he got his start playing banjo from a high school friend, John McEwen. You may not recognize that name. John McEwen is the banjo mandolin player for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. John and Steve Martin went to high school together, and John taught Steve how to play the banjo. What an interesting connection. And last but not least, I didn't know this, but it's not surprising Steve Martin is a member of Mensa the High IQ Organization. There you have it, a few fun facts about Steve Martin. One of the most surprising things about doing this podcast, I'm a little bit of an analytics geek, and so I'm constantly pouring over my podcast analytics. One of the most surprising things to me is that the average listener for my podcast is about 30 years older than the average listener to a podcast in the United States. And that tells me a couple of things. Number one, it tells me that I am doing something good for folks like myself, often forgotten in a youth-oriented society. And number two, it shows me that folks Folks older are learning and doing new things. You know, the simple act of listening to a podcast can be challenging to some folks. As we age, we don't adapt to new technology as well as we did, you know, earlier, or we don't have the advantage of growing up with technology, of growing up with podcasts. So it can be a daunting challenge. I've long been a believer the best way to stave off dementia Alzheimer's is to constantly be filling your brain with new information, constantly be learning things. And science is proving that out now. So for our good news story today, what I have is a list of several things that you might want to try. Some are simple, some are not quite so simple, but that act of exercising your brain and in some of these, your body will keep you a little bit sharper. Uh, you know, in the last couple of years, I have taught myself video editing, and that's paid off for me. I've taught myself audio editing, and that paid off last week. I picked up a voiceover gig, which is something I never in my wildest dreams I thought I would do. And in my mid to late 60s, I'm almost starting a new career uh, as a voiceover artist, it's just, and it's, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you learn something new. So you might want to grab a pen and a paper, or maybe go back and re-listen to this segment and see if you want to try some of these. Number one, take or audit a class unrelated to something you already know, something completely new. You know, most colleges, especially community colleges, will allow you to audit a class for a much reduced rate. There are lots of free to nearly free classes available on the internet. How about something like philosophy? That's something I've never studied. Uh, or maybe anatomy, or the list goes on and on. I'm a huge fan of this. Try a new food or a new restaurant. Now, I'm going to give a shout out to my amazing wife, Holly. Before Holly and I met, I was strictly a meat and potatoes man. And that's the way I grew up. Meatloaf, mashed potatoes, uh, you know, your typical comfort food diet. Holly has a much more adventurous palate than I ever had. And she introduced me to sushi and lots of ethnic food. And it's opened up an entirely new world to me. Not only has it introduced me to new food, it has 
made me more adventurous and more open to trying new things. Try a new food or a new restaurant. Try yoga. Meditate. Get a massage. Find a different way to go to work. Ride your bike or walk or take public transportation or try an Uber or a Lyft. Just just break your routine a little bit. You know, I think one of the keys to keeping our brain sharp is breaking our routine. Because when we do something routinely, we can start doing it on automatic pilot without even thinking about it. I'm a big advocate of this. Learn to play an instrument. And if you already play an instrument, learn to play another instrument. Go see live music, a genre you've never seen or listened to before. This is interesting. Start a blog. A blog is kind of an online journal. You know, each and every one of you have an interesting life. And I would enjoy reading a blog that any of you started. Take up a hobby or a craft you've always wanted to, but always found an excuse not to. I don't have time. Juggling, wood carving, painting, drawing, the list goes on and on. Learn a new language. You know, there are apps out there like uh, Duolingo, and they work really well. My wife and I are both using Duolingo. That's our app of choice, but there are several. Travel to someplace you've never been before. I love this one. When my wife took me to New York City after she had been there, I didn't expect to like it, but it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It opened my eyes on a lot of things, and I'm going to say it changed my worldview on a lot of things. Volunteer. You know, I'm a huge believer in volunteering, giving back. Do a simple change. Rearrange the furniture in your office or your bedroom or your living room. Change is good. This is something I'm just delving into. I love plants. I have never really taken care of plants. It's something I've just never experienced. And I became fascinated on our last trip to Florida with air plants. And I now have an air plant that I'm taking care of. And it's both challenging and rewarding. You know, it's challenging because I have to research a little bit what the proper care is. And it's rewarding, well, because I haven't killed it yet. Here's one for my younger listeners. Learn to drive a stick shift car. I suppose most folks in my age range, that's probably how we learn to drive. I know that's how I learned to drive. But for the younger folks, that's a completely foreign experience. Learn to drive a stick shift car. Try a new sport. Tennis, lacrosse, badminton. One I am interested in, and I think I'm going to try it this summer, is frisbee golf. Create art. I love this. I never fancied myself an artist. And I'm not sure that I still do, but I started painting uh, a couple of years ago and it's been an incredible experience. Learn to juggle. Try raising chickens or ducks or something else like that. Learn to edit photographs. Take a dancing class and write a story, poem, or article either for yourself or to submit to a book or a magazine or a website. You know, trying new things expands our brain. It challenges us. It staves off things like Alzheimer's and dementia. And ultimately, it changes our worldview often. And I think that's a very good thing. Go back and listen to this segment. Make some notes. I would love to hear about you trying something that you've never tried before. And if you feel comfortable with it, I would love to interview you about it and share it on the podcast.
It's hard to believe we're in the third year of the Rick Scrambles podcast, and this journey has been such a joy for me. It is a lot of hard work, but it is absolutely worth it. I've long believed my place on this earth was to spread a little kindness, a little positivity, and that's what I'm trying to do with the Rick Scrambles podcast. And I want to remind you that the Rick Scrambles podcast is more than just this podcast. You can find Rick Scrambles on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with unique content on all of those platforms, all aimed towards spreading some positivity and some kindness, and some light, some much-needed light into our world. I want to let you know that this year, two big projects are happening for me. Number one, I'm releasing a full-length comedy album. And number two, I am releasing a bunch of original music. Those will all be available for purchase or for streaming on services like Spotify and uh, iHeartRadio and all of those things. If you would like to support those projects, there's a couple of ways you can do that. The simplest thing is just keep sharing on social media what I post. Let folks know what Rick's Rambles is all about. Also, if you want to support financially, there's two ways you can do that. First of all, you can go to a site called MyFollow, and I'll put a link in the description, and buy a wildlife tracking bracelet. My wife and I both have these. They are awesome. It supports wildlife conservation and positive content on the Internet. The second way, you can just buy me a cup of coffee, and I will put a link to that in the show description also. As always, you are appreciated. Thank you for listening. Well, this is always a popular segment, and I've not done it for a while. A bunch of random trivia. You can uh, maybe win a bar bet with one of these. Are you ready? When Betty White was born, Wyatt Earp was still alive. When I learned that, I absolutely didn't believe it and had to go verify it. It messes with my whole perception of time, but it's true. It's impossible for most people to lick their own elbow. And I tried it, and I can't do it. You try it. Let me know if you can. A shrimp's heart is in its head. It is not uncommon for someone to fracture a rib by sneezing. Some lipsticks contain fish scales. Holy cow, that. <laughs> I don't think I want to use lipstick. Like fingerprints, everybody's tongue print is completely different. Rubber bands last two to three times longer when they are refrigerated. I had no idea about that. There are 293 combinations to make change for a $1 bill. If you type using the correct method, your left hand does 56% of the typing. Only one fish can blink both eyes. You know which one that is? It's a shark. The word dreamt, D-R-E-A-M-T, dreamt, is the only English word that ends in the letters M-T. Almonds technically are not nuts. They're a member of the peach family. Maine is the only state that has a one-syllable name. There are only four words in the English language that end with D-O-U-S. That's tremendous, horrendous, stupendous, and hazardous. You ever watch a cat's ears move when they're listening to something? It's fascinating. That's because they have 32 muscles in each ear. The characters Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street were named after Bert the Cop and Ernie the Taxi Driver in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And the last one, a dime has 118 ridges around the edge. There you go, just a few random trivia fun facts. And it's time for our special days for this week. Today, Monday, January 22nd, is Come In From The Cold Day. It's International Sweatpants Day, National Blonde Brownie Day, National Hot Sauce Day. All week this week, it's National Fresh Squeezed Juice Week. Tuesday the 23rd is International Sticky Toffee Pudding Day, National Pie Day, 
National Handwriting Day. Wednesday the 24th is Beer Can Appreciation Day, Library Shelfie Day, National Peanut Butter Day, and it's National Compliment Day. Thursday the 25th is Burns Supper. It's Clashing Clothes Day. That's every day for me. It's National Fish Taco Day. And it's National Irish Coffee Day. Friday the 26th is National Bigwig Day. It's National Fun at Work Day. National Green Juice Day. Saturday the 27th is International Port Wine Day, National Chocolate Cake Day, and it's National Seed Swap Day. Sunday the 28th is Data Privacy Day, National Kazoo Day, and it's Pop Art Day. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Rick's Rambles podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Try something new. Let me know how that works out. And if you're comfortable with it, I would love to interview you about it and put you on a future episode of the podcast. Please take a moment, share it on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now and we'll make the world a better place.